on In Radio, on Omni Studio, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm James Cridland, the radio futurologist, and welcome to a long and complicated piece of text with lots of numbers on it. Because recently, Rajar, the UK's radio listening research company, released their own share of audio figures as part of their Midas research. It shows what kind of audio that British people put into their ears. And of course, radio is the most popular type of audio. 77% of all audio listened to is live radio. That's a headline figure from the UK. There's similar research in the US, Canada and Australia that come up with roughly similar figures. The data Rajar released this time also includes the figures for different age groups, and this makes for fascinating reading, and perhaps it gives us some clues to radio's future. Maybe surprisingly, younger listeners don't find radio any less interesting than older audiences. Rajar don't release demographic information for total radio, but in the US, who do, Nielsen's Audio Today shows that 92% of young people listen to the radio every week, which is almost identical to the US population's average of 93%. And that figure isn't dissimilar for the UK. Young people still listen. However, younger listeners listen less. Nielsen's total audience report says that 18 to 24s consume a third less time than 50 to 64-year-olds. The UK fares slightly better, though the figures aren't public. The reasons, though, aren't surprising. Younger people commute less for a start and consume less media in general, particularly TV. Rajar's new figures show an interesting difference in share of audio. For Brits aged 55+, plus, live radio makes up 89% of all audio listened to. However, for Brits aged 15 to 24, radio accounts for just 57% of all audio listened to. 57% versus 89%. Technology clearly plays a part, since younger people are happier with new technology than older folk. And young people historically gravitate to music rather than speech, for which there's more choice. But I suspect that the main reason for the difference is the expectation of on-demand. The idea of tuning in to hear someone else pick the songs, particularly at random, may not necessarily appeal. Broadcasters have already made steps to combat this. Urban radio station in the UK, Capital Extra, has a clever app which allows listeners to skip songs that they don't like. The app moves away from a live stream into a personalised one, but it still has presenter breaks and idents in it. And while owners global are tight-lipped about how well it does, I hear that live streaming in the app has increased significantly, possibly because just knowing that you can skip songs is enough. Top 40 station BBC Radio 1 has focused on a strategy of listen, watch, share – ensuring the best parts of the output are shareable with others. The station also produces video content for YouTube, Facebook and the corporation's own iPlayer. Station controller Ben Cooper has admitted recently that the station needs to work harder at the traditional listen part of the strategy, and there's always a looming concern with me about lack of focus if you concentrate too much on YouTube and Facebook. However, it's never been clearer that audiences are expecting more interactivity and on-demand content from the entertainment brands they use. This latest research, and more like it, only serves to underline that live broadcast radio will still be the major consumption medium for radio, but only as part of a multi-platform future. You can get my weekly newsletter at james.crid.land and daily news about podcasting at podnews.net. And until next time, keep listening.